What's up, Gator Country? Your man, Andrew Spivey, back with Nick. And Nick, just one day away from the cocktail party uh, in in Jacksonville. Uh, a game that, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel less and less confident this game's going to stay in Jacksonville long term. Um, George is just crying about it. I, I hope so. I hope for anything that it stays, but I'm getting to the point where I'm beginning to wonder. Yeah, I mean the statement that the you know the the quote unquote joint statement uh, that was released didn't seem too uh, too in favor of the game being stayed in um, in in Jacksonville, and I think ultimately what that decision is going to come down to is money, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think mo- money talks now, um, and you know more than it ever has, and I, so I just think they're gonna they're gonna look at it from a financial standpoint, and whichever side you know, brings the teams more money is ultimately which one's going to be chosen. That's my opinion. Why don't the city of Jacksonville just start handing out some NIL deals and then both schools will be okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, in this day and age, that wouldn't surprise me. What is it? The TIAA bank field. Isn't that right? Isn't that what they are now? I mean, it feels like it's changed a hundred times. Yeah. Let's, let's talk to them and get them on board for an NIL deal to keep this game in Jacksonville. I mean, I think the I think the people of Jacksonville want it. So, I mean, I just I, you know we talked about this on uh, Monday's podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, man. I, I just I, I love this game in Jacksonville. I, I I get I get the people who you know say you know have it at home. I, I get it. I, I really I really do. Um, I just I love this game in Jacksonville. I, I I don't know how else to say it besides I I just I love it in Jacksonville. I'm with you. I uh you know I hope they keep it there. Um, but and you know and maybe maybe they'll work something out to where it's like you know home home and then neutral. That that could also be cool. Um, but I I think ultimately if they do decide to do the home games, they're just gonna stick to home and homes. I I, I don't think they'll. I think if they move away from Jacksonville, I don't think they're going back. Um, because I think it'll because, be too much of a hassle. Yes, that that and like I said, it's it, it's a money thing, right? So mm-hmm. if, if more money is being presented at these home, and you know, if, if the game in Athens, the game in Jack, the game in uh, Gainesville, if that's bringing more money to the table, they're not going to go back to Jacksonville. Um, although I think that would be cool. I think it would be cool if they did a home home uh, and then a neutral site. I think that'd be awesome. But um, but you know, Georgia's been complaining about you know, well, let's have a game in Atlanta, this and that. Maybe they work something out there. I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I think it either stays in Jacksonville or it goes to home and home. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this game being moved to Atlanta. Uh, and 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 you're talking to the guy who loves Atlanta. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I would, I, I would love for it to be in Atlanta. I, I love the city of Atlanta. I could catch a Hawks game uh, after, uh, after, after the game maybe. But uh, that, I just, that, that, uh, I think it's one or the other. I think it's Jacksonville or nothing. Well, that new Atlanta stadium is pretty neat. Have you been? Oh yeah. Well, in the SEC championship game, um, it's uh, it's beautiful, man. It's uh, the I will say this though, from our seat in the press box, and I'm not complaining whatsoever. But that afternoon sun is terrible coming Brutal. through them windows uh, and hitting you in the face. Yeah, I went I went and watched Oklahoma versus uh, Joe Burrow uh, in the college football playoff, and that was that was something. Yeah. They, uh, there was no stone, stone unturned uh, when it came to that stadium. But let's get into it, man. Um, so it's it's a big one. I mean, there, there's no way around it. Um, 
obviously Florida goes into this game. Uh, let's see. Or, I don't. I don't know if the spread has changed. It was what twenty one or twenty two, I believe. I, let's see what. I, I think, and I could be making this up, but I think it got up to twenty four. Yeah, it might have. It's at twenty three yeah. now. Okay. Um, as we're recording this on Thursday um, at two o'clock, it is a uh, twenty three point um, swing for for Georgia. I am going to go out on a limb and say they don't cover. Georgia doesn't cover or Florida doesn't cover? Georgia doesn't cover. I, I agree with you there. And we'll get into our predictions later in the game. But, you know, Andrew, this is a game, this is a game, right, where Florida has a, a serious challenge on both sides of the ball. I mean, you're looking mm-hmm. at Georgia here. They have the second-ranked, second-best offense in the FBS, uh, just total offense. And then on defense, they're the fourth in the country as well. So, you know – when, when we're looking at this year's Georgia team, I don't see I don't see the same Georgia team I saw last year, at least not defensively. Um, I, I, I don't see that kind of elite talent. Obviously, they have fantastic talent, but I don't see the, you know, 15 defensive you know players being drafted. I don't see that kind of talent. However, I mean, this team, the, the stats don't lie to a certain extent. This team ranks, um, you know, towards the top of the country in almost every single defensive statistic. So, you know. This is a this is going to be a challenge for Billy Napier, um, and definitely his hardest challenge of the year. Uh, you know, Florida sits at four and three. They've had three losses, all to ranked teams, uh, all with all within the top twenty. Um, but this, you know, this is a game that's not going to be easy for the Gators. And 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 you know, although this may not be the dominant dominant Georgia team we saw last year, this is the team ranked number one in the country, and they're ranked number one in the country for a reason. Um, yeah, I will say this though, and and maybe maybe I'm wrong you know, in, in saying this, but, you know, when you, when you look at Georgia's schedule overall, it hasn't been, it hasn't been the toughest schedule to face offensively. Um, and, you know, again, I'm with you. This is a very, very good Georgia football team. Um, I'm, I'm saying simply that I don't know that they're, I know they're not as good as they were last year, but you look at it, Oregon, I mean, yes, their, their offense has picked up as of late. Um, Sanford, terrible offense. South Carolina, their offense is awful. Kent, Kent State, offense, awful. Uh, you look at Missouri, offense is pretty bad. And then Auburn's offense and Vandy's offense is atrocious. So, you know, they face one so-so offense in, in Oregon. Um, and That was in week one, too, though. Yeah, and they won 49-3. to So I don't know, though, that they have been fully tested. Um, obviously, they have this game uh, against Florida. Then they have the Tennessee game um, up next uh, at home, and that's going to be a challenge for them as well. Uh, and I think that's going to be an epic showdown. Uh, we'll get into that next week. But I don't know that, that – Georgia has been challenged. They definitely have not seen a quarterback like Anthony Richardson. Now, this is the one-year anniversary of Anthony Richardson starting as he started last year against Georgia. Um, so the game shouldn't be too big for Anthony Richardson, uh, obviously. Um, it just it, it goes without saying that you've got to play a perfect game or a near-perfect game to win this game. Um the one thing that gives me some confidence, and you know, maybe it's uh, stupid confidence, maybe, maybe that's the word to use. Uh, but, but I think Florida can score some points, 
can they stop the Georgia offense? I, that's where I get concerned about um, is, is the offense of, of Georgia with Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers, um, those guys, you know, that, that's Ventrell covering those guys. That's Amari Birdie covering those guys. You know, Georgia has taken advantage of Florida in those uh, matchups of the linebackers the last few years. Can Florida stop this Georgia offense that's ranked second in the country? And, you know, you already hit on something that I wanted to touch on, um, you know, during this podcast, and that's that's the Georgia Bulldogs tight ends. Uh, they have they have two to three tight ends that are that are really, really dangerous, really vertical threats. They can block well. Um, and that's that to me is kind of, you know, this is very specific, but that's the that's the key to the game defensively, in my opinion, for the Gators is can you limit those tight ends? Because we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen this season, you know, Ventral Miller struggle in coverage, Amari Bernie struggling coverage. Um, you know, you know, the, just the linebackers in general struggle to cover tight ends, and, and and this is a game where if you're not on your if you're not on your you know on your game, you're going to get exposed. Uh, Brock Bowers can beat you deep. Donald Washington can beat you deep. Um, and, and these are guys that that are so versatile too. Like they're not they're you know they can do a lot of different things from the tight end position. Um, and so to me, that's 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 the area on defense that I'm looking at. Obviously, you know, you want to play well in the front four. You, you, you absolutely need to get pressure on Stetson Bennett. If you let Stetson Bennett sit in the pocket and let the, the players around him do the job for him, they're, I mean, they're going to blow the Gators out of the, out of, out of the, out of the water. Um, you, know, you have to get pressure, but you know, you, you just have to play well in coverage. You have to cover these tight ends. If you can't, it's going to be a long game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I just think that you're looking at this game and there's several matchups, and, and the linebackers is the linebacker versus his tight ends is the number one key, uh, you know, because obviously Florida is. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, heading into the bye week, they were the worst team on third downs. So you look at that, and you know where Georgia's going to go. They're going to go to Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, when it's third and five, you know, needing a first step. That's where they're going to go. Um, I think that the concern for me is more so not just the linebackers covering it, but the help. Um, that's where I'm hoping Kamari Wilson, Miguel Mitchell, um, you know, some of those guys that are youngsters can go in there and help. Um, we kind of know what the vets do there, but, you know, Ford is going to have to to do some bracket coverage on these guys. It's going to have to be a, you know, a, a pass them on kind of thing. And that concerns the, you know, what out of me, because this team is terrible with communicating um, overall. And so I, I just concerned, I'm very concerned um, about the defense style defense they're going to play because of, to stop it. And is it going to allow for big plays? Right. And, and I was just about to touch on that as well. You know, Patrick, Tony, in this game, you know, you said it earlier, it's going to have to be perfect. Uh, honestly, on both sides of the ball, the game is going to, I mean, the Gators are going to have to play a perfect game to to pull this off. And, and, and that, and that starts with the, you know, that starts defensively. Uh, and that starts with Patrick, Tony. Uh, he's going to have to be aggressive in this one, Andrew, um, like kind of like what you mentioned. Um, and is that going to allow for big plays? Possibly. Uh, but do, you know, do I, do I take my chances on Stetson Bennett, you know, throwing a deep ball rather than, you know, a 10 yard cross or wide open? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, uh, so I, I just think Tony's going to have to be aggressive. He's going to have to work in some, some double teams, especially on these tight ends on third downs. He's just going to have to knock Stetson Bennett off his rhythm. 
Uh, and to me, that's the key as well. Uh, I think you have to be aggressive. You have to blitz. Uh, the, the, you, there's certain packages that, that you know, you need to put out there to just try to confuse Stetson Bennett. Yeah, and I think, you know, in a way, it's kind of what, where I'm at and what concerns me. And, you know, you're, you're asking Tony to get creative. And, and I agree. How creative can you get with this group? I, that's what concerns that's another me. Point. Yep. Um, you know, you've got two weeks, you know, or you've had two weeks basically, but some of these guys have had five years yeah. and, you know, haven't, haven't gotten it. So, um, you know, I, I am, I'm confident that Patrick Tony could get, uh, you know, these guys going um, and could, could, could draw up a game plan to stop them. I'm less confident in the guys actually being able to stop it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, what Gator fans across the country have to hope for is that, you know, something changed during this this bye week, right? There was, uh, you know, improvements in, in, in multiple different areas. And, 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 you know, we've seen that come to fruition, uh, you know, occasionally, um, you know. And, and, you know, was this a time, Andrew, like during during the bye week, was this a time for Patrick Tony to kind of sit down with his team and really analyze, okay, who needs to be on the field for us to win this game? Because that to me is another thing. Um, you know, this bye week, it gives you time to kind of make those, those, those switches, those transitions uh, right. personnel wise. Um, and so that's another thing I'm looking at. Who are we going to see on the field on third downs come, come Saturday? Will, is it going to be the same guys or, or are we going to see more, Kamari Wilson are we going to see you know Miguel Mitchell uh kind of in the star role what where are these guys playing on third downs yeah and I mean uh, again it's a situation that you know and and listen I am one of those that says let's see the freshman okay can it get worse with Kamari can it get worse with Miguel Mitchell but uh, at the same point some of those guys are not ready for the whole playbook. So then you have to dumb down the playbook. And when you have to dumb down the playbook, then how creative can you get against this Georgia team? Um, you know, I, I I say this and excuse my language, but you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That's that's if I'm Patrick Tony, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm at the point though where I'm like, let's throw the freshman out there. And let the freshmen make the the mistakes and learn from them, and because I know what I'm getting in guys that are in year five, year six, I know what I'm getting from, and they're not coming back next year. So let's see guys that are going to be back next year. That's going to be playing in this game and and hopefully playing in this game when it means something. Means something, and not that it doesn't mean anything. That's not the right word. With something on the line. Um, you know, hopefully next year or the following year, this is to go to Atlanta and you need this game. So get these guys ready. Um, but I also, you know, I'm one of those that I never want to give up a game either. So it's toss up, man. It, it really is. Well, Best thing I can say is this. The offense just needs to score every possession. Yeah. And, 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 and you kind of hit on it, right? Cause there's a fine line between, okay, I'm, 100% trying to win this football game, which of course, of course the Gator staff is. Um, but then you look at the other side and it's, well, if he's not making the play, if the starter isn't making the play, why, why not try, you know, throwing out Kamari Wilson, uh, you know, and, and, and he may not play great. He may not play great. In fact, I would probably bet he doesn't, but 
it's there's a learning curve in the SEC, right? You you have to go through the motions to to pick it up. It it is so hard to jump right into this game and be successful right away. It is so difficult. Uh, but like you said, we got guys in year five that can't make plays, uh, that haven't made plays consistently. So you know, there's such a fine line between okay, do I play the younger guy for you know this player growth, player progression, or do I stick with the veteran who may give us the slightest chance? more to win this football game there's a fine line and and i think you'll obviously we're not going to see kamari wilson play every single down um you know trading's going to play uh and that's my opinion um but you know hopefully we see more of a rotation kind of get get kamari in there that that's what i want to see um andrew i think we're probably on the same page there yeah yeah i just you know i i want to see guys that learn um and I, I want to see, you know, I, I want to see some improvement. Um, and I think the only way to improve is uh, if if you play the young guys. And so I, I just think that you, you, you've got to figure out a way, you know, with the young guys to get creative. Hey, maybe you could turn them loose um, and, and let them go um, and, and just say, hey, play balls to the wall. <laughs> and you know, turn them loose. You know, turn uh, Princely loose. Turn Tyreek Sat loose. Turn those guys loose and let them go. Yeah. So I'm looking at uh, PFF stats right now. Kamari Wilson is the is the third best. He is the third best tackling grade on the team. That's behind Devin Moore and Donovan McMillan, who have not played a whole lot. So. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's tackled well in open space this year. Uh, you know, he, he's had a couple of mishaps here and there, but I think ultimately he's played pretty well, especially as a true freshman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, what's the overall, uh, um, you know, when you look at the defense uh, on PFF and you were telling me about it, what's the overall missed tackles? Let's see. Um, I mean, so Rashad Torrance leads the he leads the Gators in missed tackles with eight, um, and the team has seventy four missed tackles this year. Uh, and and you guys and you know you could Andrew, I'm gonna let, let's play a guessing game right now. Who do you think I just gave you number one? Who do you think's tied for number one missed tackles on the team? Who did you tell me? I told you Rashad Torrance. Who's tied? Oh, for oh okay. You told me Rashad. Uh, yeah. Training. Correct. Um, and third is Brenton Cox. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, our eyes do not deceive us. Um, you know, you know, PFF is, is something that breaks down every single play and it gives you an overall grade. Uh, and, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean the word, you know, it doesn't mean everything. It's just, it's just something fun to look at and, and it's interesting. And, you know, they give you tackle rates and, and actually Devin Moore is the number one rated tackler on our team and he's played 167 snaps. Um, and, you know, so honestly, in my opinion, uh, Andrew, the the kind of cornerback room has has regressed since Devin Moore's been out. It, it just feels that way. It just feels like they've they've kind of taken a step back, and maybe maybe it's because they're missing Devin Moore in that room. Well, I, I think it's a couple things, man. To be honest with you, I, I think it's uh, obviously having Jaden Hill back has allowed you know a little bit more depth. But I think you take the the foursome of Devin Moore, Jaden Hill, a, um, 
Jason Marshall, and Jalen Kimber. I think you take those four over the other four. Um, and, you know, while Devin Moore has had his ups and downs, he's been in position to make plays, technically sound to make plays. Has he gotten beat a couple times? Yes, he has. But it hasn't been the, the boneheaded plays, in my opinion. And when I say the boneheaded plays, I mean the not turning their head around. There is nothing in this world that pisses me off, Nick, than a DB who don't turn his freaking head around. It just it it irks. It's not. It's about as bad as an offensive line that that doesn't fire off the football. I I, I can't stand it, man. I, I I hate it. I need to see an offensive line that's firing off the football, and I need to see a defensive back who's going to make the play on the ball. Your job's not to cover the guy and make sure he don't catch it. Your guy. Your job is to get the ball as a defender. Get the ball. Um, in this game, man. Turnovers may win this. If Florida can get a couple turnovers, turn them into some easy scores, you got a chance. Yeah. If you let them have 80-yard plays like Hayden Hooker in Tennessee did, you're going to get blown out of Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, I mean, I, I said this in the roundtable. Um, you know, it just can't – you just can't turn the ball over, and you have to create turnovers. You, the, the Gators just aren't winning this game if they lose the turnover battle. That's, it's just not going to happen. They they need they need to make Stetson Bennett uncomfortable and guess what guys he hasn't looked uncomfortable this year uh, he he's done a really good job of taking care of the football it's not going to be easy they're you know they're the number one ranked team in the nation for a reason um, it, it's just it's not going to be an easy task um, I do think that the Gators somewhat keep pace offensively um, you know and 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 there, there's a reason why we're talking so much about the defense today the defense just has to be there. If it's not there, if we see the same defense we've seen, you know, against LSU, Tennessee, it, it it's just not going to be pretty. Well, and, and no, and here's the thing: I have confidence in the offense to score. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a really good defense, fourth in the country. Like I said, I think it's a little skewed because of who they play. I think Florida can score. Um, I, I I've said that. I think Billy Napier, with two weeks to plan a game plan for this, is going to be good. You've seen it against Utah. Um, I, I, I have faith in Billy Napier in this, uh, offense to, to move the ball and score. Um, I, do I have faith in him to score 50 to get in a shootout? No, not at all. But I don't have, I don't have faith in the off in hardly any offense to score 50 like that. It's tough. I mean, it, it really is tough. I mean, you know, we can go back to the LSU game. I mean, when you put up 35 points with, you know, nearly 400 yards total offense, you should win the, that football game most of the time. And, yeah. you know, so that that's kind of where I'm at um, with it. Uh, when you when you look at uh, um, Georgia, man, they've only allowed seven sacks on the year, too. Uh, so they've been pretty good at protecting Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their offensive line, they're, they're always good, right? They, they're always filled with NFL talent. And, and like I said earlier, they're good on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're, you know, they're ranked second in the country in total offense. Um, you know, they've, they've, you know, Stetson Bennett's, what is he, is this his 18th year in college football? He's got his doctors. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know how, like, it would not surprise me if he comes back for another year, just because I, I think now you can just make up years of eligibility. <laughs> like I, it's insane. People are like, you know what? He's really not that good. So just let him keep coming back. And then every yeah. year it's like, you know what? Like, I'm here. I keep winning. And it's just like, man, damn, where are you at, man? Like, can you leave? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, look, it's a Georgia offense that's scoring 41 points, at, well, almost 42 points a game. 
Right. Uh, so, you know, you know, like me and Andrew are saying, you know, we, we believe that Billy Napier is going to be able to move the football, but do we think that he's going to score 42 points? Probably not. Um, you know, you know, we haven't hit the 40 uh, point mark this year, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, and the you know a big factor in that is is Billy Napier isn't going to run an up tempo offense. He just well, isn't going to do it. Yeah, he exactly. Well, that, that's where I was getting. At least not this year. He's just not going to do it this year. Um, so let me tell you a funny story real quick. Go for it. Um, had a buddy of mine who uh, has a high profile 2024 quarterback, and um, he calls me um, after South Florida, maybe. And he goes, man, he said, when I was on campus with so-and-so, I'm not going to name the kid because it's not fair to the coach. He didn't didn't give me permission to name names. But he said, Billy Napier had 100 fastball plays drawn up on the board. And fastball, obviously, is the up-tempo game. And he said, the man just needs a defense halfway decent, and he'll be running up-tempo all day long. So that goes with what you were saying in that, he would love to run up tempo. He just simply cannot, or this defense would be even worse than it really is. Yeah. And, and, you know, because the, you know, there's a few factors when you look at this and, and the first one being, if you score too quick, that means your defense is on the field more, which is the exact opposite of what Billy Napier wants. The other thing is the other factor is if you go up tempo, that's going to allow for more turnovers. What's the one thing you cannot do if you're this Portugator offense? You can't turn the ball over. Why? Because the defense is not going to help you out. They're not going to, you know, if you, a lot of times you turn the ball over, you know, on the other side of the field, okay, whatever, the defense can get a stop. That just has not been the case this year. So the turnovers this year are just so much more important than any other year because the, the, the defense just is not getting a stop. So, right. you know, there's, there's, the, in my opinion, those are the two factors, right? You don't want to, you don't want the defense on the field more than they have to be. And two, you can't turn the ball over. So, and, you know, I, I believe that if you go up tempo, the chance of you turn the ball over or having a miscommunication is higher. Um, but you just can't do that. You can't turn the ball over. So, I, you know, Napier is, there's, he's just not going to go up tempo this year uh, until he gets a better defense. It's just not going to happen. I don't think it has anything to do with the offense. I think the offensive line would probably do great in up tempo. Um, well, you know, the few times that they, um, um, you know, that they they do go up tempo because they go up tempo they, for a they do it on the too. goal. They do it on the goal line usually, I think. Yeah, and then um, yeah. you know, in the LSU game, they did after the Montreal run. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so they they do it a play here and there, and they're really good. They're they're yeah. really good at it. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a it's a situation where you know that this team can do it offensively it's just a defensive standpoint that you know um um they can't do it and you know again it it sucks because you're limiting it and you know that you got the players that can do it but it is what it is and you know it's a way to it's a way to hide your deficiencies the best you can um you know obviously the the bad thing about it is, is you know, when LSU goes down and scores as quick as they did or um, Tennessee does, then your offense is back out there so quick. So you're 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 playing with the war down offensive line. So, you know, there's there's pros and cons to it, um, you know. And again, I think going forward, we'll see a completely different uh, tempo offensively. And I think we'll see a completely different defensive mindset going forward. Yeah. I mean, you know. 
you, you nailed it. We've seen it at times, uh, and it hasn't been a lot. But when the Gators have gone up tempo, it it's worked. Um, and 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 that's a shout out to the Gators' offensive line. These guys are dogs. I mean, they 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 play four quarters. And if anything, Andrew, it seems like to me, several times this season, the Gators' offensive line has gotten better as the game's gone on. And that's um, what good offensive linemen do, right? You know, and, and, and you know, where are you at? I, 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 I think in Tennessee is the first the first one that comes to mind. Uh, and but there's several games. Tennessee, I thought the offensive line struggled in the first quarter, but man, they turned it on uh, the rest of the way. Same thing against Missouri. Uh, you know, we saw a struggling offensive line kind of in the first half, and they just dominated in the second half. Uh, USF, I, yeah, LSU, USF. I thought in the fourth quarter, Andrew against USF, U, USF knew we were running the ball every single play. They, they, I mean. You, Billy Napier was not going to call a pass play. He just wasn't going to do it. And, and the Gators still ran down their throats. So that like the, the, this offensive line, they get better as the game goes on. So an up-tempo offense, in my opinion, would be, would be extremely beneficial. But like, like I said, it's Napier has said it, we've said it, it's just not going to happen this year. Not to the extent that, that, that probably a lot of people want to see it at. Right. Well, and, and that's the, for me, that's a great offensive line or a good offensive line wears down their opponent and gets better as the game goes on because the de- the defenders just start leaning on you and, and you're able to just push them around a little bit. You know, they get sick of it. They get sick of Austin Barber talking smack while he's driving them 10 yards down the field or, or Cybo. And, and that's a, that, to me, that's a big thing too. Cybo's off the injury report. He's going to play this week. Um, and, and that's big. Not that uh, Richie Leonard played bad against LSU. He didn't by, by no means that he played bad. But that's your leader. That's your offensive line leader, Sabo. And you want him in the football game in big situations and in big games. Yeah. I mean, not only, you know, not only is he the leader and, you know, probably the best Gators player, but he's, I mean, he grades as one of the best, he grades as the best offensive lineman in the country. Uh, right. Uh, at, at least in run blocking. Uh, you know, he's the, he's the number one run blocking uh, offensive lineman in the country. That, that, that stands for itself, uh, you know. Richie Leonard is good. He's really good. But, you know, he's one of those guys. Osiris Torrance is one of those guys you just can't replace. Right. Well, because when him and Austin Barber are in there together, you could pretty much say, okay, the right side of the offensive line is on lock. And, I mean, and, 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 you know, Osiris Torrance is a guy that's that's at this point, you know, obviously there's a lot to go with the, you know, the combine and, and things like that. But at this point, Osiris Torrance is a first-round draft pick. Uh, yeah, I, that, I agree. I mean, and, I don't know yeah, how he and, and, be. Yeah, and and that's really impressive for for a guard in college football because uh, you know if a lot of you follow the NFL drafts over the years, it's normally tackles that go off the board uh, right. early on because that's that's like the most important position uh, in football, at least in the NFL. Um, so you know the fact that we're even seeing Osiris Torrance's name being mocked in, in NFL first rounds, and it's not like the thirtieth pick; it's like fifteenth, twentieth pick. Um, is is really impressive. Uh, like I said, you know, tackles are normally the priority in the NFL, but I I, I think that the NFL scouts are just taking notice to to what o- Osiris Torrance is doing this year. I'll take him in Atlanta. Yeah, I'll take him. Miami. I'll take you. I'll take him in Atlanta any day of the week uh, for sure. So um, let's go on. Let's move. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's make some picks here. Uh, give me some. Give me your uh, your first guy to watch for uh, for the game on Saturday. All righty, all righty. Um, I'm going to go with probably the most obvious pick, uh, and I'm going to go with Ventro Miller. 
Okay. And 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 here's why we've we've kind of talked a little bit about him and the tight ends. You know, I just think that the the tight ends versus the linebacker matchup this 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 Saturday is such a key you know point to this game. And and Ventral Miller can do it all, right? But you know, we we expect him to be great in, in run defense, and he is going to be great. Um, he's 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 just he's he's easy. He's, he's a dog. He's 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 an elite run you know run stopper. But I'm looking at Ventro Miller, you know, if I'm Georgia and Ventro Miller's in the game on first and second down, I'm taking shots. I'm right at him. And, and, and that's where that's where I need Ventro Miller or I'm looking for Ventro Miller to step up. He's got he he's going to have to be great in pass coverage, in my opinion, as well, especially on early downs, first and second. Um, and if he is, the Gators got a good the good shot of pulling off an upset. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it. it it goes without saying Ventro Miller needs to have uh, another Missouri game. Missouri it, game. Yep. Exactly. I mean, and you know, it, it's not that easy. If it no, it was. isn't. It isn't. Uh, but, it, and, and it sucks that the pressure is on like that, but that's mm-hmm. just kind of where it is that, you know, you, you, you've got to have Ventro playing that. So, um, so I, I'll go, I'll go with a, a, another guy on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go with Brenton Cox. You know, I, I, again, it's a situation with with it's it's always there, and and that is if you can get pressure on the quarterback and disrupt the quarterback, it makes everything easier for your secondary. Um, so I, I, I just need to get pressure, and that's Brenton Cox. A good pick. I like it. Um, you know, Brenton Cox, in my opinion, is starting to be one of those players where you always have to look look for him, and and, and he's always going to be kind of this game changer player because he has the ability to get to the quarterback. He does. He 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 leads the he leads the Gators in in hurries by like six or seven uh, hurries. Um, you know, he's been in position to make the play. It's just is he going to finish it? Is he going to wrap up? Is he going to set the edge? Um, He's been so close this year. You know, he's he's so close to having a dominant season. Can he can he finish the play? That that's why I'm looking at Brenton Cox. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on the offensive side of the ball for this one, and I'm gonna go Ricky Pearsall. And I'm going Ricky because look, there's no doubt in my mind that the Gators are gonna run the football. They're gonna run it, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna make Georgia stop them on the ground. Right. But however, in my opinion, running the football over and over and over again is only going to get you so far against the number one or number two defense or whatever they are. And the, I think they're, yeah, number two in the country. Um, it's on, best defense in the SEC. It's only going to get you so far. The Gators are going to, the Gators are going to have, Billy Napier is going to have to get creative offensively. And when I look at, when I, when I hear the word creativity, I think Ricky Pearsall for a number of reasons. One, he can do a lot of different things. He's a great route runner. You could throw him the screen ball, which I want to see them do. I want to see that that Henderson screen with Ricky. Um, you know, you could even run him. We, we've seen him house a seventy-six yard reverse reverse run. Uh, the, you know, and and I just think that if the Gators are gonna stand a chance in this football game, they have to get creative, and they're and they're gonna get creative by using their best playmakers, and that's Ricky Purcell. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna go though. I'm gonna go with ETN. Playing in Brother Stadium, uh, chance for Trevor 
to to show off, show uh, show who he is, that he's not Travis's little brother. So for all those reasons, I think Florida can get their running game going, and I think they'll be successful, and I think it all starts with Trevor Etienne. That's a good pick. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go – we're picking one more, right? Yep. All right. I'm going to go – I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball and I'm going to go Gervon Dexter. Um, and, and, you know, we entered into the season and, and Gervon Dexter kind of, you know, had the label as Florida's best player. Okay. Well, you have a chance this week to prove that it's true. If you go out and dominate against the number one team in the country, people are going to start talking about you again. Um, and, and, and I don't think that this season is, is on Gervon Dexter at all. You know, he's, He's faced a lot of double teams uh, and the offensive line has, has paid a lot of attention to Gervon Dexter and he's had good games, but I think for the most part, he's been pretty inconsistent. Look, Gervon Dexter has to be great in this game. Like he has to be great in this game. If the Gators stand a chance on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you know, big time players make big time plays in big time games. Yep. And like you said, you know, is the season, you know, is his struggles all all on him? No, not at all. Like you said, he's been facing double teams all year. He, you know, he's been, you know, basically asked to play more snaps than um, he, they would like him to because of the depth. Um, but I, I think that for him, it's it's kind of one of those moments where you got five games to decide whether you're league bound or coming back to school i think he should come back to school but for gervon dexter it's a chance um it's time to go it's time to drop it and go uh i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go on the offensive side of the ball and i'm gonna go with uh justin shorter i think if uh if shorter can if anthony can get outside the pocket and shorter can get open on those drag routes he can have a game um, so I, I'm, I'm going shorter. I, I just think that getting Anthony on the edge will be key if the running game's going. So uh, I, I like uh, shorter there. Um, what's your pick? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to comment on shorter real quick. Okay. He, uh, you know, he, he, he's played in this game before and he's, he's done very well. Uh, you mentioned the drag route. He had two touchdowns, I believe both drag routes. Uh, last time, last time the Gators won. Last time the Gators beat Georgia. Yep. Um, uh, you know, so he's he's used to this. He's used to this moment. He's used to the big time moment. So I do like that pick. Uh, my prediction. Look, I think I think ultimately I'm going to go with what I've been saying all along in this on this podcast, and that's that I think the Gators move the ball. I think they move the ball fairly well. I just think that Georgia's going to have their way with the Gators defense. But but I think that the Gators keep this closer, a lot closer then I, I, I think the, the majority of the media and the fan base thinks. I'm going to go 34-24 Bulldogs. Pains me to make that pick, guys. Um, I just, I don't see, I just, I, I don't think that the Gators have the talent this year to pull it off. I do think Billy Napier keeps it very close, though, and I think it's a competitive game for the most part. What did you say the score was? 34-24. 34-24. Bulldogs. 4228 is my pick. Georgia. Right. So we we both pick them to cover the 20 whatever 23 24 point spread whatever it is. Yeah, um, I just I don't see Billy Napier getting blown out. I mean, right. it and I'm with hasn't you. happened all year. 
Um, I, you know, he understands this game's important. Um, he knows Kirby really well. Um, I, I just, I, I don't see, I don't see him getting blown out. I, could I be completely wrong? Sure. Would be the first time, probably won't be the last time. I just, for me, I, I think he keeps it close. Um, wouldn't surprise me, you know, if, if Florida went into halftime tied or, or in the game, uh, or down by a score, wouldn't surprise me. Um, I just think Florida runs out of gas late. Yeah. I mean, are, are there truly any surprises in this football game, Andrew? Always surprises. There's always surprises. Uh, what's it? The, the dentist, you know, on the fake field goal, uh, against, uh, uh, with Will Muschamp, uh, you know, the uh, Treon Harris throwing three passes in this game and, and Florida winning. Uh, there's there's always surprises in this game. It's never there. I mean, I, I go back to a couple years ago when uh, Georgia started Bryce Ramsey, who was at, who was their third string quarterback, was also the, but was also their starting punter. And he just randomly popped up as the starter that game. I mean, when, when when you tune into this game, when you tune into Florida, Georgia, you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, anything could happen. Um, that That's why this game is so exciting. Um, for, that's for why this game teams. needs to stay in Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For you know, for both teams, this game is super fun, super exciting. It's a great atmosphere. Anything can happen in a football game. It just feels like this game's different. You know, there's always surprises. Things are always happening. Um We've seen we've seen the Gators pull off victories where you know nobody thought they stood a chance um, for multiple years Georgia in a row. The same. I mean, and we've seen jo- know, and we've seen Georgia do the same. The Mark uh, Rick celebration game against Urban that year. I mean, you know, just, that was a game. It's just a wild, wild game, and one that 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 is just it, it's bound to be good. Even you know, you know, it, 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 the the best way to explain it is even if the Gators get blown out. Go into that game and being in the in that environment, being in that stadium is just in in one hell of an experience. It's yeah. like I said, I mentioned it last podcast. I went last year and I told myself I'm never not going back. I will always be at that game, and 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 that's that's just how that's just how insane that that atmosphere and environment is. Yeah, I agree. I love this game. I I, I do. I've said it for forever. I love this football game. I love. The uh, the back and the forth um, of the fans. I, I love the tailgate scene. I, I just I love this football game. I, I really really do. Um, it, it, it's special, and it's why this game needs to stay in Jacksonville. But uh, neither here nor there. It's not to be decided now, as uh, we have this game on Saturday. We know it'll be in Jacksonville, so make sure to check us out online at GatorCountry.com and on the web, uh, I mean, on Twitter at uh, GatorCountry, and uh, we'll be there. We'll be live uh, at Gator Walk and then getting you ready for this game and uh, hopefully uh, seeing a uh, miracle pullout win by Billy Napier and this uh, team. So, uh, Nick, if you don't have anything else, we'll get out of here and we'll be back on Monday. I'm good. Just uh, come and say hi if you guys are in Jacksonville. Yeah, make sure to come up, say hello, and uh, let us know if you got a good tailgate going on. And uh, Nick and I will have to stop by. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We will see you guys on Monday.